Hey everyone, welcome to Community Roots, a place where we gather in community to talk about mental health so we can travel the journey of life together. I'm Samuel Richards. I'm Julie Richards. And once again, we're trekking off the beaten path. I'm very excited to return to this segment with the new logos, by the way. (laughs) Um, Amanda Herdina, thanks so much for joining us. All right, well, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I know um, you and my mom kind of have uh, a knowledge of knowing each other for a while. But how about you catch me up on uh, kind of your in, uh, your relationship with mental health? And yeah, I mean, your mom and I do go way back from our mission missionary days, and it's been such a fun journey to travel with her. Um, the distance, obviously makes up for or the space with the distance makes up for it on social media but um from the mission field there was always just a soft spot in my heart working with impoverished youth um people that have gone through and have survived traumatic situations whether it be physically emotionally economically um and that's just always been a place where god has wrecked me uh, i worked for a nonprofit back in los angeles um gosh I'm going to age myself. It's been about 15 to 17 years ago. Um, And the population that we worked with were specifically bad and abused women and children that were living in safe houses and shelters. And just to walk with them hand in hand through their journey um, really deposited that uh, feel and that love for what they've gone through. Let's walk them through a journey into healing so that we can break the cycle Um, whether it be, again, addiction, abuse, other traumatic situations. Um, So moving to Nashville uh, 12 years ago, the Lord planted on my heart to start a nonprofit that worked specifically with children that have survived trauma. And that word trauma has evolved into so many things, as you guys know, this day and age, um, even just surviving the pandemic. We've seen different means of really just trying to dive into what the kids are feeling and experiencing, what they're not getting in schools, what they're not getting in their typical classrooms. Um, And so I started a nonprofit called Heart Studios. And that's really where I've been able to, I guess, I don't know, press my thumbprint into hopefully society and working a way to organically start a a healing process through the creative arts. Um, So Heart Studios officially began, it was birthed right around the time of the pandemic or or what year did you all open up your doors? Yeah, why not? Why not just start a nonprofit right through the pandemic? Everybody's like, you're crazy. And I said, I know if I don't do it now, I won't. So yes, we launched in 2020. Um, and I will say very successfully for whatever success looks like ours was just, um, the affirmation and the response was, wow, this is needed. Um, where was this when my kids were going through foster care? Where was this when my child had depression in seventh grade? Where was this when I was being physically abused by my husband and my kids were, uh, watching it happen. And it just, it, re-solidified and reaffirmed that it's a great need here in our backyard. And I can't stress the importance of what the creative arts do for the heart, um, for the heart, for the mind, and for the soul. And that's really where we are focused. Uh, We provide creative arts alongside creative art therapy to the kids um, in different programs here in Nashville. And so what's the age range of folks that you're working with? 
Yeah, right now we're serving the 10 to 18 year old population. And with that, we have plans to grow into, I guess you could say subsidiaries of working with the younger population. You know, uh, with your background, um, mental health effects can start anywhere from infancy to two years old. And then it really is framed um, in those young molding years. So we're trying to figure out what that looks like, but right now it's 10 to 18. And the reason we are in those um, age groups, the you've, you almost find that when a child has gone through some of the situations that they've gone through, an 18 year old isn't as developed, um, isn't as matured as a, as a standard, I'm going to air quote, you can't see that, but air quoting a standard 18 year old. Um, and so they're averaging anywhere from 13 to 15 years old versus a 10 year old who is seeing it and going through it. And maybe the head of the household, they're actually having to mature older. And so they're also advancing into that 10, 15 year old. So that's kind of that average age that our artists are able to tap into and just really work with them. Um, what, with whatever kind of art it is, it's writing songs, painting pictures, dance, um, writing dramas, anything that's artistic, we're working uh, with those kids. Yeah, the website has a lot here, which is exciting, like um, fashion, that's so sweet, um, that that's added, or floral design. Yeah. Um, that's so cool. I love to go outside and just kind of absorb that stuff, or even some of the local parks around here. But yeah, what are some of those projects? What do they look like? Or what do you kind of have your, um, uh, you know, kids work on? How, how do you help facilitate that? Yeah. Well, first of all, thank you for picking out those two, because those are literally my two favorite. Nice. I went, <laughs> yeah, I went, like, I had to put those in there because that's what I grew up with. I went to school for fashion and then got into the events design business and do florals. So thank you. for picking Yeah, works out. This wasn't um, pre-planned. I swear the show isn't yeah. scripted. <laughs> I definitely didn't send you a note to say, hey, can you talk on this? So what it looks like right now is we partner with organizations here in Nashville that already exist and that already work with the youth um, in uh, different situations, most of them being inner city and of the minority. And we will put together a workshop that maybe will last a week or two. And then... Um, those kids will walk, work and walk alongside mentors in that genre. So for instance, say fashion, we'll get a designer to come in, talk about the fashion industry, talk about different roles and professions you could potentially um, receive after graduation. And then we would actually produce a collection for them to sew and model at a mini showcase. And um, same thing with songwriting. We would, we would work with a songwriter to tell them about the different um, musical roles and professions in the industry and then really break down what it looks like to write a song to produce a song and then perform a song and then host songwriting nights for the kids um, to share their stories and so surface level it looks like we're just providing artistic means for them to enjoy and have different outlets um, but you go deeper and you really are tapping into the stories of why these kids are writing such deep, deep feeling lyrics. You know, why did Susie write what she wrote? And then we're able to really organically create those relationships with the kids and hopefully long-term be, be there for them in their healing journeys is all I, I can really say to that. And then offer up 
different therapeutic practices, um, whether it be strategic art therapy or talk therapy, um, work with professionals in that industry as well. Yeah, so do the kids kind of pick up that sort of direction on their own, or is it mental health-based kind of led? Are you encouraging kind of that coming out, or is that just? No, and that's, I, that, that's, thank you for asking that. It is not, hey, we're coming in here to help you and save your mental health. That is not it at all. And in mm. fact, we don't even mention it. We, um, we just want them, I keep saying the word organic, because Julie, you might be able to speak into this more, but when you're talking to a 12 year old who has had to raise his two youngest uh, mm. siblings and his mom is working three jobs a day, they're, they're not going to sit in a room and talk about the trauma that they're feeling or seeing or experiencing, but give him a picture and a paintbrush, he might paint it. Mm. Give him a guitar, he might play through it. And mm. then organically, we begin that journey of healing because they're realizing that it's a safer way to express themselves, a mm -hmm. safer way to share their story. And then with what they do with it from there on is their choice. And it's nothing forced. It's nothing that mm -hmm. we're saying, you have to do this. This is how it's going to be created. And there is nothing against traditional talk therapy. I am 100% passionate about it. I am I'm an advocate for that, um, but I think in the younger generations and just how to get them to start that journey is is in and are in these creative ways. Mm -hmm. And I I love the process of what that looks like from a I'm gonna pull in the geek out with the neuroscience thing, but the right brain of the artistic side, but also the relational side. So, so much of healing trauma comes in the context of relationships or right brain work. And so getting to know them and letting them have story that integrates both the left side with the right side as they, as they put um, expression to it, it might start with, like you said, the picture or the song, but then the narrative that goes with it or as they explore it is integrating both sides of their brain. And so instead of their nervous system being distressed, dysregulated, like stuck in fight, flight, freeze modes, it's allow it's like inviting them into that, that green pathway of ventral vagal that we talk about on our podcast. Um, that part of our brain that has social engagement and has connection and that relationship that, that brings healing. Yeah. Thank you for touching on that. Uh, just a little bit about my story is, and I was researching why creative arts work. Why, why, you know, I mean, we can talk about it all day long, but there's gotta be something that I can like grab that's tangible to tell people that this works. And in 2016, I personally was physically going through some trauma that my body was like rejecting all forms of exercise. Um, I, I really couldn't move. I was starting to freeze and lock up. And I was, it was about six months worth of testing before they finally diagnosed me with fibromyalgia. And I say finally, because it was almost like I just needed an answer. Um, it could have been anything. And I think I would have finally been like, okay, well now I have something to work with. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and I sat in this, what they called pain and management class for about a week where they showed us different videos about what is happening in our body with the nervous system and the brain. And had they not shown me that I would have been like, yeah, it's one of those things everybody just gets diagnosed with when they don't have an answer mm-hmm. because I was kind of skeptical about it. You know, I was the one that I rolled the whole way through the class. And then they started showing me that that's actually what's happening, that your nervous system is on fire on that left side. And when you take and you force it to go into the right side, the two can't work in conjunction. One has to slow down for the other to work faster. So they recommended doing a puzzle. They gave me adult coloring books. They gave me paintbrushes. And I was like, really, this is your treatment plan for this? Like Mm -hmm. I spent thousands of dollars in Mm -hmm. therapy and you're going to give me a coloring book. So again, skeptical party of one over here and I took it home and I had a flare up very shortly thereafter and I was like all right I'll see what this is all about and I started coloring y'all flare-ups can last it it ranges for anybody and everybody's different anywhere from like six hours to three days I was in the two-day realm of, of how long mine lasted if I would start to feel a flare-up coming on and I opened that coloring book it didn't last more than three hours mm. and it was done And so just to know that, yeah, when you're in fight or flight mode and your body is, I'm I'm doing this shaking with my hand, but again, you probably can't see it out there in the world, but you're in (laughs) constant overdrive and your body is buzzing to be able to bring it over to that right side. It creates a natural relaxation. And I was Mm. like, that's it. That's it. These kids are going through something internally, physically traumatic that they don't even know. So how can we bring it over to the right side? and really organically create a relaxation for them. So mm-hmm. that's, that's a little bit about where I was like, yep, this works. And, and now I'm a colorer. I'm a colorer. <laughs> you became yeah, mom a believer. Does, mom I do does puzzles. puzzles. Yeah. 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 I love puzzles. I have a puzzle in my waiting room that I, I, I like the metaphor of that, of like something that can feel so, Um, I have no idea what's going to come next. And then it starts clicking and it goes together and you see this picture, this beauty come from it. And that's really very similar to the neural pathways that are kind of strengthened through the work of making, we, we would say like making sense together is like having those neural pathways click. And every time that you go, oh, I get it your nervous system settles a little bit more because your brain isn't stressed out, not knowing what's happening. It's more reassured, like, Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. I can see that that's settling our nervous system. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I've definitely had, um, some skeptical clients whenever I start recommending some different things that will just help balance the brain or the nervous system that it's like, they feel a little bit resistant, I think, to could coloring or could a puzzle, or I would kind of expand that even to one of the things I have in my office is a lot of plants and just noticing how they change. If this were a visual podcast, I would, I would be I would pulling up. Around so fast. I would. So I would be like, plants hanging. <laughs> well, because I mean, I have one right behind me right now that is a succulent that even just I'm off on Thursdays. So I came in today and it's like has this whole new baby part that is just like. Is there a really long thing with the top? 
that looks like an asparagus. Yeah. That's what mine just did yesterday. Oh, crazy. crazy. Well, I have a few, few like similar variations of that, or just being able to see, I've got a couple plants that have the long, um, you know, it's like, you can see how they started off short and now they've got this like flowing, how they've grown, how they've changed. And you can parallel that to human growth. We talk about on here on community roots about nurturing our plants and nurturing our inner plant. Plants. plant. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I love that. <laughs> community yeah. roots. There it is. Makes sense now. I will say this whole concept is definitely blowing my mind. I definitely want to start using that in my day to day, you know, feeling overwhelmed or fight or flight, being able to calm down with something like that. Something that we picked up over um, COVID was painting. And so I've noticed how that seemed to even help with, you know, the craziness of um, a pandemic. But um, I just want to say that's awesome to hear. I think that's incredible. And that's great. And by the way, maybe on deep breath, we should have updates about your plants. Ah, <laughs> there's a good week. idea. We just started this new segment that is going to be every other week called deep breath. And it's oh my gosh, I love like that a, so much. Yeah, it's just going to be like a three-minute, five-minute, really quick, just little check-in to just kind of re-find our footing or to pause because our life is often on fast-forward all the time. And healing, to much people's dismay, actually happens so much better when we slow things down, like because that's when our nervous system can integrate and can make sense of things and settle and calm and soothe. But we're so wired in that kind of go, 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 push, push, push. And we don't take time to integrate. So all of these creative arts that Heart Studios does is a way to um, kind of get in touch with their own body, their own story, like what's coming up for me? How would I express that? Um, I just saw a thing I'm just thinking popped in my head right now about on social media yesterday that was showing um, how to teach art in a more um, mindful way. I can't remember if they called it mindful or meaningful or it, they didn't use the word organic, but they had this adorable, um, penguin with all the little cotton balls on. And you could tell that like the art project would have been the teacher cutting out all the same black piece of paper, white piece of paper. Here's where you put on the cotton balls and the little beak and that you would replicate nearly the same thing with each person. And they said, instead of doing that, and then next to that was a picture of like a piece of paper, some black paint, some white paint, some orange paint, and a picture in front of them of like actual penguins mm. and like, go for it. Just like, how do you, how do you feel it being expressed? And it was more open-ended. It was more like, well, what does it look like for me? What do I think? And I think that's a cool concept of just like how creative expression is so much an expression of it's going to look different for each person and yes, they can find that within. Yeah. They can find that within and have elements of their story that's explored through that. Yeah. I think during this whole phase of, um, again, just talking with people about it and sharing a little bit more about my journey and, and why I got here. And, you know, I've, I've never really had, um, people like be against it. There's never really been anybody that said, oh, that's, that's silly, or that's not going to work. But a lot of people will go, oh, that's probably, it's not going to resonate with me. I'm not an artist. And I just like, my mind blows. I was like, you have a right side of the brain and you are an artist. Mm. You 
definitely are an artist. Let me tell you why. <laughs> and I'll say, do you turn on the radio on the way to work? Yeah. Do you listen to music? Yeah. There you go. Does it make you feel one way or another? Do you resonate with those lyrics? Yeah. Did it make you stop thinking about what you were thinking about previous to listening to the song? Yeah. Okay. There you go. Creative arts works. Are you, when you go out to a club, I don't know. Some people go do that, I guess, in their former <laughs> younger days. I was like, do you dance? Do you lift up your arms and sway to the music? No. Well, do you find yourself like swaying your head side to side? Yeah, and you're hearing music and you're dancing and your body has a form of expression. And so I would just walk through each one of the things that we provide with the kids. And they're like, oh, okay. Even people literally, when I say go in your closet, do you get dressed every day? Yeah. Picking out your wardrobe for the day is a form of expression. Mm. And I love to just shout that from the rooftops because, well, mm. one, my degree is in fashion. And so, yes, I do express myself through clothes and wardrobe. And I love, you know, producing photo shoots and doing all that kind of stuff. But literally putting a shirt and pants on, you're, you're picking out something that is creative, whether you think it looks good or not. And so I just champion everybody to really tap into the side of, what just to Samuel's point of like, what just makes us breathe? And then back to your point of what makes us just slow down. And I, I go a little bit to my story of when I was in kind of corporate America doing a really heavy, fast paced, physical laboring job for a really long time. And that's when I was going through all this body, I say transformation, because it, it just felt like I was living outside my body. It didn't feel like me anymore. I'm going through all this. And then when I left that environment, COVID hit. And so my natural phase is to fight. So my natural um, tendency is to be like, okay, well, pick up the pieces. Let's go. Let's get another job. Let's keep going. Let's keep producing. And I'm always like this, like people who know me are like, oh my God, you talk so fast and you're a mile a minute. And I'm like, I know, catch up. Come on, let's go. Um, <laughs> But then COVID forced us all to slow down. And also my body is still trying to heal. And so I go, well, well, now what? I can't run right now. I can't box right now, which is always what was my outlet. So I picked up a mat and started doing yoga. And I was not a big fan of it because I couldn't, I couldn't focus. I couldn't sit down. I couldn't like make myself slow down. And then I was like, you know what? You're always like, go big or go home. So I decided that not only was I going to do yoga, I was going to get certified. So I went and took the whole rest of COVID of 2020 and actually got certified to be a yoga instructor. And I have to tell you, there has been nothing more life-changing than getting on my mat for an hour a day. And just, I mean, 20 minutes of it is just breathing. So I love that deep, deep breath. Um, connotation that you're going to be doing because that's a big part of how we just slow down we tap into our inner heart and then hopefully can um, find a healing in in whatever it is that we need mine was physical and so I feel like I found that and I haven't had a flare-up in a really long time so mm -hmm. it works it works mm -hmm. and it's like in in that season that you were in your body was speaking to you your body was trying to get through to you. And it took that response of you saying, okay, what am I needing to, whether it's the coloring book or the yoga mat or the fashion and design or the music or whatever it is, there's like a way to work through and to process and to integrate and to do something with it, which is really cool. It's very life-giving if we let it, if we allow it to be. Yeah, personally and selfishly. But then I think that like, 
I see it as I went through that season to be relatable to some of the kids that we see and that we work with because they come in at such different circumstances from their homes. You know, they'll fall asleep the first hour they get to the session and sleep through the day. And that's just what they need. That's just what they need at that time. They need to know that it's safe, that they they can sleep. They don't have to do the project you know, or they'll come in flailing and their, their body needs attention in some way. And maybe they're receiving unhealthy attention and their body's at home. And so we want to provide that safe space for them to flail away, but then realize like your body is a temple and your body is beautiful. And here we are just going to like praise it. And, and we're not there to judge. We're not there to just like push in onto them that they have to create the project or that they have to put those cotton balls in the right place. We give Mm -hmm. them the cotton ball and say, do with what you need or do with this cotton ball, what you'd like to do with it today. Mm -hmm. And, and that's, what's really cool. We were able to do a camp with the kids this last fall where we were with the same group of kids for the full week, but we did a different art theme every day. So for instance, Monday was um, visual art, Tuesday was music, Wednesday was dance, Thursday was hip hop, Friday, they produced their own photo shoot. And I thought that I knew these kids, like I thought I knew that they were going to just dance their socks off on hip hop day because let me tell you all week long that's all they did in class was dance to hip hop <laughs> even when we we're like okay can we turn it back enough um so on thursday when hip hop was offered to them and we'd asked them to participate it was no way ma'am no hmm. way ma'am and we really had to like as the instructors and as the people that were running the camp had to step back and be like why is this hmm. why is this And so we had a team meeting that just says it's because we're asking them to do it and they don't want to be asked right now. This is the place where they were told that they just get to come in and create and they don't want to be asked to do something. And so we did. We left the whole afternoon up to them. And did they did they do their own dance music and had their own dance party? They sure did. But then we said, so tomorrow this photo shoot is for you guys to produce however you see this happening. It's for you guys to take ownership of and for you to produce. And we're going to kind of sit back and, I mean, make sure nobody's like doing harm to anybody, but we'll just sit back and clap and cheer for you. And I have to tell you, I've never seen more smiles, more laughter, more Mm -hmm. shine from some of these kids because they each got to plug in where they were good. Mm -hmm. I had a girl and I won't use her name, but she came up to me early on that week and she goes, I'm not going to do the photo shoot. And I said, that's fine. You don't, you don't have to, you can hang out with me or bring a book or whatever. We'll figure out what you want to do. She goes, I have, and I'm saying it in this way, because she kind of, she had a little tone in her voice with when she said, I have body issues and I don't want to be in front of the camera. And I, and I stopped right there and I said, sweetie, you do not have to be in front of the camera. You do not have to do anything that makes you uncomfortable. Fast forward to Friday and guess who the, the main front and center girl was that wanted to model the whole day. <laughs> in front of the camera. You know, it just, yeah. I say that to say it's because she felt safe. It's because we created that environment or they created that environment for themselves. Really. We didn't really do anything. And so I think that's great. It's really cool to see kids, you know, just kind of taken into their own. And I think too, that there's a lot of parents who listen to this show. And so to be able to figure out how do you have your kid plug in, it just sounds like, you know, create a safe place and provide the opportunity um they're thirsty for it they want to learn from us they want to look up to someone they need to look up to someone they need role models in their life and so for those parents that are listening and have the opportunity to be that positive role model you know take those deep breaths and just really really 
dig in and plug into your child. What are they, what are they, they're not going to tell you probably verbally what they need. They're going to show you. Hmm. Um, and that might come out in a school lashing that or school lashing. That is not what I meant. Uh, <laughs> like, you know, where they act out in school and, or where they're acting out at home or screaming or crying or throwing a tantrum. They're doing that because it's a need that hasn't been met. Can we, instead of coming in and instantly disciplining them, take a deep breath, step back and go, okay, what is it? What need do they have that is not being met? And how can I meet that need for them? Mm, absolutely. That's really good. Yeah, I take that. Yeah. Talking about the idea that behavior is communication. Um, I was listening to Katie Malinsky yesterday and she was talking about uh, behavior can speak some various things to us. So I just thought I would share from her um, insights on five different things that behavior could be saying. It could say, I'm tired and overstimulated. I can't handle this much freedom. I really need more time with you or attention from you. Something's not right with me. I'm not getting enough opportunities to feel powerful and in charge of my life. So it's just neat to think through like, pause, what is the behavior that's coming out and, and what do we need to hear from I know that I can't handle this much freedom might be like, wait, what is that talking about? But they do need some limit and some like boundary to show of um, what's the scope of how far I can go with this or not. And if I don't know what that is, then that's stressful too. So yeah, yeah. And, I just thought that was interesting because I was just resonating with all those. I was like, oh yeah. Can you write that down and send that to me? <laughs> 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 there you go. Yeah, that's looking awesome. Looking for the unmet needs, looking for the things. And that, that does come in the context of relationships. So I love, I love the work that Heart Studios is doing and allowing that creative space to be a safe space for people to come and explore and discover. And they are so much more motivated too, I think, whenever it is kind of a open-ended, you know, have, have at it, all these different things that they can explore that they have opportunities to it's a human, dive into. We all just need to be and need to know that we're accepted. And that's, there isn't one person on this planet that doesn't have that need. And so if we're able to just show that and champion that and say, Hey, you're accepted. And here are some other ways to show how you can express yourself. We're, we're championing it. So not just for the kids, but their parents as well. That's awesome. I dig it. Sweet. Well, um, before we wrap up, um, Amanda, we normally do, um, or, you know, we've been in and out doing <laughs> gratitudes or affirmations. Oh, okay. Gosh, it's been such a roller coaster two years that I think that I, if I was my old self, I would have had a miserable two years. And in fact, I'm actually extremely grateful for time, for the time that we've been given. Um, and especially the time that we were forced into, I wouldn't have slowed down to be able to do this. And so therefore just affirming that we need to slow down in our lives. We need to take these deep breaths. And I've been so extremely blessed to have the community of support that I do have to get this thing up and running and now to keep it going with the artists that are here in Nashville and the volunteers that keep it going. And so just extremely grateful for time and community. Um, and so, yeah, if you're Samuel and Julie and anybody who's listening ever in Nashville and you want to come alongside and um, put your creative giftings to work, we could always use artists, but also if you 
you're in the party that doesn't consider yourself an artist by trade. We're always looking for people to just help kind of run and manage those classrooms. Um, and we would love, we would love to have you so you can come visit us in person or online. You said you were checking out our website. It's heartstudios.org and heart, H-E, capital A-R-T, studios.org. Awesome. And my nephew, I'm going to do a shout out of my gratitude or excitement or affirmation. He's about to graduate from med school next weekend, and he's relocating to Nashville for his residency or however, whatever the terminology is <laughs> that he's going to be in Nashville. So maybe I can do a shout out to him uh, to check out Heart Studios, or maybe if we go to visit him, we can include a, a visit for your heart studios. Well, we'd love well. to have you. Y'all come on down now. You hear? <laughs> uh, cool. Um, I would say, you know, um, I'm grateful for my mental health tool belt. I feel like we've just added another tool a little bit of being able, I want to look through the lens of my art a little bit as a mental health recovery thing, instead of just, you know, kicking back and relaxing, which I think just doesn't give it as much value as it could deserve. But then also thinking, you know, over the years, just how much Community Roots has equipped me in some ways with just this tool belt of um, things that I can use in uh, different times. So I'm very grateful for that. I was just thinking about that too. I was going to say, you know, my backyard or my chickens, because I redid my backyard recently. <laughs> but uh, everybody else's was so grandiose. <laughs> but Listen, listen, I'm here for the chickens. If we're going to talk 20 minutes about our plants, you get to talk about your chickens. <laughs> it's fair, right? Um, cool. Well, thanks so much, everyone, for uh, joining us this week. Um, I appreciate you as always, um, and we will talk to you soon. Thank you so much for having me.